Welcome to the Awesome Life Podcast. I'm Karen Stultz, your host, and my guests and I inspire and empower women to find their awesomeness, live their joy. Hey, all welcome back to the Awesome Life Podcast. I'm Karen Stultz, your host. I'm the creator of the Awesome Life Success System and the Heart Energy Techniques to help you go from struggling to thriving to enjoying your business. And this podcast is designed for women in transition because what I have found in my work is that people don't know what they don't know. And they don't know how to transition out of work into something else, or maybe they know how to transition out of They just don't know where they want to go from here. So our guests are absolutely awesome. As I say every week, they are absolutely amazing to share their their tips, their tricks, their transitions into a life that they absolutely love, an awesome life. And my guest today is Jackie Finneman. Rhymes with cinnamon. I love it. Jackie is an amazing podcast host, as well as operating her own business. Hello, world. She is passionate about helping families find happiness in their day-to-day routine. And you begin to, uh, well, she, she began her career in 1991. Wow. That was that was even before I began my career, Jackie, (laughs) as a professional serving the needs of children's development and disabilities. And she is now created uh, a no problem parenting system. How cool is that? Who helps? Well, you know what? I'm going to let her tell you about it because she is amazing. She was uh, a a home family counselor and a program coordinator for 20 years. And she transitioned into this phenomenal person that you're going to meet today. So I've been hanging out with Jackie. She's become a very good friend. and, And I just said, she has to be on our podcast because... She's so much fun and we want to have fun all the time. That's all there is to it. So Jackie, welcome, welcome. Oh, thank you, Karen. I know there's a lot in my bio. I probably should have sent you just a quick little two sentence one. But yeah, 30 years I've been at this. 30 years. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even get into this world until 20 years ago. So you're you're way ahead of me in your career, love. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I will say that the uh, the Hello World and No Problem Parenting, Hello World's been around since 2013, so I'm just about nine years in on that. But but in I was a family counselor. I worked. I started out working with kids with developmental disabilities in 1991, straight out of high school, as I was putting myself through college. And uh, and then by 1995, I had landed what I thought was my dream job um, in mental health as a counselor, even though I never finished my degree. Oh, wow. um, yeah, which is really interesting. Um, and I thought I was going to go to school to be a special ed director or teacher, uh, but quickly learned and shifted into the mental health field because of a kiddo that I had met at my at my job working with kids with special needs. 
And she had what's called reactive attachment disorder. I was like, reactive a what? Like I had no clue. And it's it's when there's been some sort of disruption or break in the parent-child bond, oh. you know, whether it's um, uh, separation at birth due to adoptions um, or foster care settings, or, uh, maybe the child or baby was in an orphanage and or from medical pain. So we can deliver babies at a pound, but we can't touch them because their skin isn't fully developed. And so it would burn. And so sometimes those babies end up internalizing the parents as pain versus connection and comfort and soothing and, and that good feeling. So anyway, I learned uh, in 1992-ish, uh, I think it was three, uh, about reactive attachment disorder. And I was like, I got to learn more about this. This is fascinating to me. So and, excuse um, me. So reactive detachment disorder is actually a, a very um, negative thing that it, it creates conflict in the family. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, so reactive attachment disorder means that there's been a break in the bond. Okay. And so the child, instead of the child or the infant, this is diagnosed at before the age of three, typically, um, but there's been some sort of break in, in separation between the primary caregiver, which I'll just say mom and, and the child. And so the child internalizes people as like pain or um, they, they develop the sense of they have to take care of themselves. Uh -huh. And so often kids that have this diagnosis or have had, had, even if they don't have the diagnosis, but there's been that separation, early life separation, um, they tend to reject traditional parenting. Oh, interesting. They, so they, reading all of the books and going with traditional is not really going to be helpful. So this is fantastic being able to help um an alternative way because they're always alternatives. That's what the show yes. is all about. Alternatives, awesome life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so if you're a parent with a kiddo that is just not responding to your traditional love and attention and affection and, you know, limits and, and structure and all of that, reach out to me because we can, I can help you find someone who can, who can do, I don't do the diagnosing. I don't do the therapy, but I help you become the confident leader. I help you figure out um, how to help your kiddo in your daily life, day in, day out, struggles and challenges within your home. That is fantastic. So, while I thought I was going to start with work with special needs kids, which I, they're all still very close to my heart. And I love that. Um, I really moved into the mental health field. And then I ended up working with an agency for 20 years as an in-home family counselor and coordinator by the time I left. So oh. you know what, Karen, I loved that job. I thought I would retire there. At, and I would be the first employee to have 50 years in the agency, right? Because I started when I was 23 and I thought, well, I'm working for a nonprofit. I'm going to have to work till I'm 73, you know, for sure. Um, but the system changed and it came about, you know, it kind of things shifted into, we had to have diagnoses for kids and that's, you know, I'm not against diagnosis, but not everybody needs to have one. Um, but in it's order almost to- almost a label sometimes. I know my grandson- his mom did not want him diagnosed because it would become a label in school. Right. And right. Slow him down. Right. So there's pros and cons to diagnosis. Diagnosis are supposed to be tools so that we're treating the right thing. We wouldn't want the doctor to say, well, you have cancer, but we're not going to call it that. Yeah. Or, you know, well, you have heart disease, but we're not going to call it that. So there's pros and cons to each of it. It's supposed to be really a tool. So you know what you're dealing with and you know how you can help the situation. Right. right? So, um, but yeah, the, the thing I didn't like, uh, that really just started to grade at me was we had to have a diagnosis in order to get funding. Ah. And so 
everybody's hands were tied. Everybody, not everybody wanted to do that diagnosis, but then the kicker, the real clincher, when I decided this was just too tough and I wasn't going to be able to continue in this role as counselor, uh, was when they said the parents, the child had to be, the child was our client. The child had to be present while I was doing any parent coaching. Um, And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is not, this is not good. I don't want the child in the room when the parent's talking about how frustrated they are. I don't want the child in the room when I'm coaching the parent because it's going to look to the child like, Ooh, I must be really, something must be really wrong with me. My parents don't even know how to deal with me. And so I began, it was about a three year uh, time period where I started thinking about what else can I do? How can I get out of this system? Where would I work? Who's going to hire me? I still didn't have a degree. I got kind of grandfathered in in the state of Minnesota. I was a, a mental health practitioner, but I had the therapist that would do the diagnosing and do my supervision. So I just thought, what else is there for me? I, I can't leave. And then I was in a coordinator position. So I was working less with the kids and families, and I started helping to develop mental health programs in early childhood head starts in the school systems or settings. And I was driving three to 5,000 miles a month, organizing and coordinating over 80 therapists and counselors in 10 self-managed teams. I was in 32 counties traveling around and I was never home. You were burned out. Wow. That that's yeah. Keeping up with a schedule like that is fine. It works if you love what you're doing. I I loved a really good chunk of it. But the stuff that I didn't love started picking away at me more and more. And I started to really kind of become a different person. Yeah. I started to, I was a giver and a helper, but I started to resent the giving, the helping, the doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so exactly what happens. And that's when, you know, something has to shift. Yeah, for sure. And so then it was like, but what do I do? How do I do this? I mean, like, I don't know how to start a business. Where am I going to work? Who's going to hire me? I'm not, I don't want to, every place I would go would have the same barriers. And I just gave 20 years of my life to this other company at the time, I guess it was 17, 18 that I was thinking about this. And then one day I attended a leadership conference at our local, at a local church, uh, the host of the conference, it was a telecast conference mm-hmm. and the host of the conference um, had a, uh, you know, and it was an, it was all about leadership and how to, you know, maybe motivate your employees and how to create team and, you know, all this good stuff. And, uh, so I went and it, it was probably my fourth or fifth time at a conference at the, that same kind of conference. And I went and, uh, I had the HR lady with me because I was like, okay, she needs to, we're button heads. Our company's growing, you know, we've got a lot going on and sh- I, I really need her to learn how to communicate with staff a little bit better right? Not so prickly. And so she came with me and I could tell from the start of that conference, she did not want to be there. Oh yeah. She was not into it. Now I had already been thinking about leaving. And so I'm doing my best to try to motivate myself and learn all I can. And at lunchtime after lunch, during the intermission break, the conference in Atlanta had this live, but we were telecast, right? There was a group of silhouette dancers uh, that performed to a song called Hello World. The the dancers were ages, I think four to 16. I wish I could find the video of this performance. 
They were dressed in full body leotards, white leotards, I believe, on a black screen. Oh, wow. They were dancing to this song called Hello World, making shapes out of their bodies, forming pictures, flowers, and words like hope and believe. And I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. And I had heard the Hello World song before by Lady A, Lady Antebellum, but I didn't hear it in that way. I didn't really know, fully know it. And so as I'm watching this performance, sitting in the middle of, you know, a conference room full of probably 300 people, middle front row of a, you know, round table, tears are pouring down my eyes. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, I just, I'm not loving my job. I got to get out of here. I got to do something else. But what do I do? After that beautiful intermission was over, the host of the conference handed out a little sheet of paper and it said, jot down three things, three goals that you have for when you leave this conference. So I wrote a personal goal and I wrote a professional work goal. And then the third goal I wrote was someday when I have the courage, I'm going to leave this company and I'm going to start my own company and I'm going to call it Hello World. And its mission is going to be awakening attachment. Wow. Wow. And guess what, Karen? Wow. Just over a year later, I did exactly that. You did it. You did. So how did you find the courage to leave your unhappy position and, and create this marvel? And by the way, folks, if you need a parenting coach, this lady is phenomenal. I'll tell you that. Um, so and when I'm not, and if I don't, if I, if I know I'm not the right person for you, I am comfortable enough to say that and to find you another resource. We have a resource page on our website devoted to helping you find the perfect parent coach for your family. And, and everyone is different. Everyone is unique. And, and yes, we have the same problems, but you can't handle the same problems and, and treat the same problems in the same way because everyone is different. So that's why it's very important when you find, when you say, all right, I need a coach. I need help. I need mentor. You have to make sure that it is the right one. And if it is the right one, they will tell you if they are not. Yes. Right. Well, I got to tell you, you asked the question about how I got the courage. I believe that's how you right? Yeah. 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 Well, that didn't come easy. By Monday after that conference I had attended, I was back to work. It was status quo. It was like, whatever, nice thinking. Like, you're really going to start a business. Uh huh. You, you don't know anything about starting a business, you know, and all that, all that stuff kind of kicked back in. And then a few months later, I was sitting in my office, my home office, and I was typing away at emails and responding. And I just got off the phone with a disgruntled employee and I knew we were going to have to terminate. And I was just overwhelmed. I'd been answering emails till one in the morning, you know, just just really constantly working. And I'm sitting there in, in my office and I hear this tap, tap, tap. And I'm behind me, you know, at the window and I'm plugging away, plugging away. And then I hear it again, tap, tap, tap. So I turned around and I noticed there's this beautiful goldfinch pecking at my window. Oh, yellow goldfinch with this beautiful black mask, just super bright. I'd been, we live in the country. I'd been in my house for probably 12 years or so at that time. I'd never seen a goldfinch in my house. It was so beautiful. It caught me off guard and I was like, I got to get a picture. So I grabbed my Blackberry phone that dates the story, right? 
grabbed my BlackBerry phone, and to my surprise, the goldfinch hung around long enough for me to snap several pictures of it. And then it flew in three circles, fluttered its wings up against the window like it was dancing with its reflection, mm-hmm. and then it flew away. And it was just so touching. I started crying. I got all teared up. And what I did was my mom had passed away several years before. And I said to her, it was like the goldfinch was my mom. I'm like, I know, mom, I need to do something else, but I just don't know what and I don't know how. So the next day I drive to our home, our, our, our home office, the agency's home office, about an hour from me. And one of my colleagues, Pam, was was there. And I just, Pam and I had been together since I started at the agency, right? So I knew her a long time. I went to her and I told her about the goldfinch. And she said, oh my gosh, Jackie, we have to look that up. There's a spiritual meaning. The the goldfinch is telling you something. I was like, what is that about? I've never heard anything like that. So she looks it up and the goldfinch is there to deliver the message to uh, enjoy family. The goldfinch represents all things, healthy family resolutions, finding your own voice. (laughs) And, you know, creating your own song. And so it was like, it's there to, I mean, it was just, it was the coolest thing. I've got that all on my website. You can go, I've done a podcast episode 32 of my podcast. You can hear about the goldfinch, how I started my company with a, because of a goldfinch and a song, I say, but it just really threw me back and inspired me. But again, got back on the road, 300 mile day, traveled. It was like, put it out of your head. About a month later, I'm sitting at my home office and the guys, my boy and my my husband had just left for work, probably seven-ish in the morning. And it's a misty, gloomy day. Finishing up my my coffee. Actually, I was sitting in my recliner out in the living room, finishing up my coffee for the morning. And I looked out on my deck. There was an owl. Oh, my. Oh, my. God. Jackie, listen, right? You got to listen to these. Wow. I know, right? I'm going to grab this really quick for you, Karen. I didn't realize I would get into this story today, so I didn't have this pulled up in front of me. So we've got the goldfinch that's going to help me awaken to nature spirits and help with endurance and transition of physical to spiritual. It's going to teach the value and the importance, uh, the importance of value and then changes, uh, importance of changes in healthy family resolutions. And goldfinch will teach you to awaken to once hidden choices. That was the thing I was missing before when I was explaining this. Awaken to once hidden choices. I was like, okay, that's interesting. Kind of like I fall down on my knees, as they say in the Hello World song too. It's worth taking a listen. So now I've got this owl on my deck and we'd never seen an owl. I'd never even heard an owl, right? And it turned its head all the way around. I was able to get a picture of the owl through the screen. It's a horrible picture, uh, but you can tell he's there. And so I thought, hmm, I got to look this up. So I went and looked it up. Well, guess what? The owl shows up in your life telling you to listen and look out for the subtle signs that are around you. It's a great helper to be attentive to what usually goes below the radar, but is now of particular importance. The owl is also a guide to uncover your hidden potential and abilities. So check whether you need to reveal more of your intuitive nature. Oh my word. Talk about awesome. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, I see squirrels. I see turkeys. I see you know, all kinds of different things in my yard, but these particular animals were of, were caught me off guard. And you now they really grabbed my attention. Well, you don't see them very often. So when they show up, you do need to stop and take, take a look. 
be aware and and find the resource to find out exactly what they're trying to tell you. That is huge. That is the S in the awesome life success system is is the spirit, is spirit and how they try and get attention. It gets even better. Oh my gosh. How does it get better than this? I can't wait to find out. (laughs) I know the last piece to this is that again, about a month or so later, because I'm just, I'm just dancing with this idea, right? Of no, I can't. Yes, I can. Maybe I should. No, I shouldn't. All that kind of stuff, right? To leave the agency and start my own company. A deer showed up in my yard, a little, not just any deer. We get deer. So I was like, oh, that's a Captain Obvious animal in my yard, right? But this was a baby fawn with spots in the fall, unheard of. Typically, you know, for us, it's more like the the deer are born in the spring. So I look up and the deer is saying it's often a sign to not be too hard on yourself, to still the voice of the self-critic and treat yourself with gentleness and understanding, to be yourself and continue along your path. Seek out your inner treasures and use them generously to help those around you. Trust that kindness and graciousness will be well received. So and it's also a messenger messenger of serenity that the deer can see between the shadows and hear what isn't being said. I was really knocking myself. I had been this super confident person, this, this coordinator and counselor in an agency that I loved. And confidence wasn't really an issue for me until I started to think about doing something on my own and leaving my security, my comfort zone. So I've got the goldfinch, I've got the owl, I've got the deer, and I still am saying, God, is this what I should do? Is this is this just me making all this stuff up in my head, or is this really what I should do? So what did I do? I asked my eight-year-old son. <laughs> when you don't know what to do as an adult, don't go, just every now and then ask a kid. Yeah. Because they're so innocent, and they just, they're just not that, they don't have all that logic and, you know all that junk that's secured in our brains that tells us what we shouldn't be able to do or shouldn't do, or it's not practical or whatever. So I went to my eight-year-old son and I said, Andrew, I really think I want to leave Greater Men, Greater Minnesota. And I want to start my own company and I want to call it Hello World. And I'm telling him all this, but I don't know if that's really what God wants me to do, if that's what I should do. And I showed him the picture of the goldfinch and I showed him a picture of the owl and I showed him a picture of the deer and I told him all about that. And he looked at me with a smug look on his face and he goes, geez, mom, of course it's God telling you that you should do this. And I said, but Andrew, how do you know? And he said, well, mom, G is for goldfinch, O is for owl and D is for deer. Oh my word. I didn't put that together. I did not Neither put did that I. together. You need you need to ask a child sometimes because they see things. You change your perspective. You change your truth. Absolutely. You are right on. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. great. so great. So even then, it wasn't like I just said, okay, I'm quitting my job tomorrow. I made some plans. I did a few things. I talked with my husband. I needed him to be on board with this. And, uh, and so, you know, a couple more months went by, I gave my director when I made the decision, I gave him time to find somebody to, you know, fill my, my position. Um, but then, yeah, in November of 2013, hello world was born. I love it. I love it. Can you give any little tip for parents who may be, what do I do with my teenager? What do I do with my child? They're crying all the time. And I, I don't want to be a good parent, but I'm not a good parent. 
Well, my three-step in 2019, after I'd been doing Zoom sessions for about six years with the families that I served, I, I did Zoom sessions way before COVID because it saves families time and money, right? And and me time and money, not traveling, you know, all over, but I can get into a family. Uh, mom and dad, if it's a two-parent home, can be at work and log in from, you know, on their lunch breaks or something. So it's a very good time, time saver too. But I started to think, hmm, I'm saying some of the same things to parents over and over again. And then I think I would say it to one family and I didn't say, you know, I'm like, well, didn't I tell you about this? And oh no, you didn't tell us that. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go back and review some of these Zoom recordings with the families that I was serving. And I found three common themes. And that's how No Problem Parenting was born. In 2019, I created an online course. So No Problem Parenting says, hey, problem, I see you over there trying to put a wedge in my relationship with my child. I've got this. No problem. Parents, you are the expert of your child, but you don't have to have all the answers. That's what the resources are for, right? But your kids really crave your leadership. They don't want you to just send them to a therapist and have the therapist fix them. Some kids want, you know, you need the therapist because they know what you don't know, but they want you to still work with them at home and still understand them and not feel weird around them, right? So confident leadership is really what our kids crave us to be. So there's just three steps and no problem parenting. Seek first to understand why is my child behaving the way they are and why am I reacting or responding the way that I am? And usually it's not about the behavior that you're seeing outwardly, right? There's usually something else going on underneath. So step one is seek first to understand. Step two is to prepare for the worst. I mean, can we all agree no matter what we're doing in our life, the more prepared we feel, the more confident we are? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You so can't prepared. help but be confident when you're prepared. Yeah. And even though things might not go well, or there might be a mistake or something, you know, unexpected might happen, we can shift and adjust much better when we've been prepared in the beginning. Right. Right. So right. prepare for the worst. We cannot always prepare for our kids' behaviors. That's <laughs> for sure. Life throws us curveballs and our kids yeah. certainly do. But the more prepared we are, the, the better confident, the more confidence we have that we that we'll get through it. And, and we'll be all right. And then step three is to change the conversation. Karen, I believe we are giving our kids too much unconditional praise. Mm. Unconditional love, that's a given, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Unconditional praise. We're trying to convince them they're good when they don't feel good. We're trying to convince them they're okay, or they have friends, or they're super smart. If they don't feel it from the inside out, our mm -hmm. words just fall to the floor. We are not, We what the message it sends to the kids is you're not capable of handling how bad I feel about myself. And so yeah. then that's a little break in, in the connection and the trust and the respect between the child and the parent. Yeah. So change the conversation. We want to lead with empathy and conditional factual praise that our kids will buy into. Yeah. So when you ask, what can we do? What's that one thing we can do? Listen to your kids, figure out outside of them, away from them, what is the root of the problem and get prepared, find some tools and resources so that you're not just responding out of taking care of or feeling sorry for or directing, like always directing and telling your kid what to do and how to do it, but that you can just really be a neutral leader. So that your kids will come to you no matter what, no matter how hard the problem, they're going to come to you. That is key. That is key. And you've uh, 
been part of a book that's coming out, I understand. Yes, I'm actually the host of the book, the author of the book. Um, and I, I've uh, gathered 21 other authors to join me in this compilation book. So the book is called No Problem Parenting, Raising Your Kiddos with More Confidence and Less Fear. Oh, so I love it. We started the podcast, you know, I started the podcast just over a year and a half ago, which is great. I can provide all these free resources to parents. And I thought, oh, that's not enough. Not everybody listens to a podcast or has time. So then we launched the resource page at noproblemparents.com. So all my podcast guests are on the resource page and links to all their resources are there. And of course me, I'm a Mrs. Overdo it. I said, well, that's not enough either. Some people like that visuals. Some people like the audio, but some people want a handbook or something to grab to say, hey, who can I find that's going to help me with this, that, or the other? They just want to read about it. So we started the compilation book and all 21 authors have been on my podcast. So you can read their stuff. You can also learn more from the podcast. And, um, and then we also have the No Problem Parenting book, solo book coming out. So lots of options for parents. Oh, I, that is so fantastic. Free, free, free. Oh my gosh. So fantastic. Yeah. So absolutely amazing to know oh. that you can, you, you can transition. You can transition and find that joy, that support. Uh, spirit is always with us. They show up in very different ways. Just have to be open and aware, allow and aware. Uh, this is this is part of the awesome life. And as long as you are, it's amazing what can happen. And Jackie opened up her eyes and looked and saw and made that transition and is now helping so many thousands of people with their their parenting and raising the more great children that we have in the in the world, the better it is. And even if you're my age and you don't have all my kids are a lot older than Jackie is actually, but uh, we have grandkids. They need yeah. that help as well. Yeah. So and colleagues and, you know, friends yeah. and family that we're supporting. Resources. And just real quick too, Karen, not every sign. It is really important to pay attention to the subtle signs. Yeah. Yeah. that are being put in your path, they're not always pretty. They're not always this beautiful. Like my, my goldfinch owl and deer story. I also had snakes. I had this huge mound after goldfinch owl and deer showed up. Not long after there was this mound of snakes on one of our shrubs in our yard. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was, I, I'm freaked out by those. Right. But I looked them up. Cause I'm like, this is odd. Never had this kind of a experience in my yard. So I looked and the snakes were all about balance. And finding the balance between, you know, work and personal and all the stuff that was going on. But I had stop signs. I would get stopped at a stop sign or a stoplight all the time, more so than normal. These This huge construction stop sign that was put in my path. I'd never seen one that big. And I was like, what is God taking? What am I supposed to be doing? Stop. Slow down. Don't try to control everything. Yeah. I had traveled to six gas or, you know, had stopped at six different gas stations one day to use the bathroom on a busy, long, you know, travel day. And I kept having to change the toilet paper roll on at, at every bathroom I went to. And I realized, what's the message with that? Pay attention to the subtle signs. Jackie, change your role. That's the only thing I could come up. Either that or this SHIT stinks, right? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, that's always, 
always at least three answers and three solutions to any situation. That's all there is to it. But I love the fact that you are so open and aware to the the subtle signs because they are subtle. Unless, like with me, I had my total shut down and, and decided that I was going to have to spend the rest of my life in pain and misery and, and horribleness. And it was almost like a two by four from spirit coming, knock it off, Karen. <laughs> yes. Wake up, wake up. You have everything you need. This is the path that you need to be on and you better do it. And we will be here to support you. And that is what has happened with you. So how can people get in touch with you, ja- uh, Jackie? The easiest way is to go to noproblemparents.com. All the information is on there, links to my social media. You can sign up for my newsletter. We do a monthly newsletter. We do a podcast wrap-up newsletter. We try not to bombard people in their inbox. And then you can go to LinkedIn and LinkedIn and find me at Jackie Finneman or at No Problem Parents on Facebook and Instagram. Fantastic. And And I do offer a Mrs. Overdo It, How's That Working For You training where I talk about my story of moving from my company to my job to starting my company. And then you can also get, um, there's a, when you, when I do that presentation, we go through the to-do list and the things that you can give away, the things you need to keep, but really it's all about not resenting that to-do list um, and having that confidence and courage to just really live your, your best life. Oh, that's fantastic. And and people can get that on your website as well. Or I, I will have the link directly yes. to that in the in the comments below. But um, just reach out. There's lots of ways to reach out for me. There's a free call that's offered on my website. So you can connect with me, pick my brain about a parenting topic. Or if you'd like me to come speak or present to your group, just click on contact Jackie and fill your stuff in. We'll set up a time. Oh, fantastic. Any last words before we go, Jackie? Yeah, this is my favorite quote, Karen. I got to share it with you. So this is this is specifically to all you working parents out there, okay? On particularly rough days when you feel like you can't possibly endure, I want you to remember that your track record for getting through those days is 100% so far. And that's pretty darn good. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the Awesome Life Podcast. Jackie Finneman rhymes with cinnamon. I love it. And um, be sure to subscribe and like both the podcast and the YouTube video. See this beautiful lady in all of her glory. I, I love it. And thank you again. And until we meet again, have an awesome, awesome life. Bye-bye for now.